Guys, I'm really excited for you to, to, to hear today's podcast. It's myself and Natalie Hilden, which I didn't mention her full name when I introduced her in the live recording. So there you have it. It's me and Natalie Hilden, who is a fellow Abu Dhabi fitness professional. Um, I worked out that we share 42 years in the fitness industry between us. I won't tell you how that breakdown is split up between us both. But it was so good to chat with somebody who's been in the industry as long, longer than I have actually, um, has refused to uh, leave this industry, has um, passion for it like I do, has passion for sharing information, for bringing people together. We got a lot into the community aspects of what we do, which I think um, every good f- fitness trainer, um, fitness expert, fitness professional should have it's in their, um, on their list of things they do is bring people together should be one of them and uh, Natalie definitely does that so enjoy listen to it get back in touch with any questions you've got and I think uh, Natalie would be up for coming on again if we was to uh, if we was to have any uh, questions about what we do and and how we do it and even if people want to ask for our expert opinions expert advice that would be wicked so you can do that uh, with myself on uh, Instagram Tim College Fitness Facebook all the usual places but for now myself and Natalie having a good chinwag about fitness enjoy we'll go there guys um, another episode of uh, coffee with coaches I've not got a coffee I've already had one today um, and I'm joined today by Natalie Hilden who's a fellow Abu Dhabi coach um, I've known of and watched from a distance for a while, as I'm sure she sees my nonsense we spout online all the time. How are you doing, Natalie? All right? Great, great. Yeah? yeah. Given, the, given, <laughs> given the lockdown? Well, exactly. Yeah, we're in this situation and we're dealing with it, and that's the best way to put it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just going to I'm gonna sort of hazard a guess as to what I get the impression of from your online stuff and, uh, and, and you tell me whether I'm right or wrong. I feel like you've been in the fitness industry a long while, like me. Yeah, forever, yeah. Right. I, um, and your mainly group stuff, but the PT yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. me. And, yeah. and, and, at the, and I've seen that you're amazing at yoga. So you, you, is it I'm yoga kidding. more towards yoga or because... Okay. Um, what, what's so, been your emphasis over, yeah, over how well, long? It's... When did you get into the fitness industry? Yeah, gosh, I did sports science degree, 1994. Oh, right, uh, okay, longer 19... than me then. Oh, no, okay, <laughs> right, all right. Oh, I'm really old, really old. Guys. <laughs> 44. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so I, my, my first diploma was in 03. Oh. So you got 10 years on me in the fitness industry. That, there's not many people I come across. There's not many people... And that's a serious point, actually, is that, yeah, that yes. I bet you out of I bet you out of the thirty people that did my diploma, and yeah. it was a serious diploma. It was a six month course. It was a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, and I bet you out of the thirty people that did it, I'm in fact myself and a guy called Mark Coles who owns a decent gym in Nottingham, England, and he's a bit right. of a figure in the industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bet we're the only two still in the industry out of that course. Really? Um, been, wow. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon there wouldn't be. I don't think. It's not an might. easy industry, exactly. No, it's, you've you know, got to, you do it for love and passion. <laughs> you've got to love it, and you've got to, you know, um, you've got to, you've got to do stuff for 
free like absolutely like, like even absolutely. like this you know yeah, like now so you've like, got look. you've got nine years on me in the fitness industry Yay. so and that was sports science and then into, sports science into coaching what happened was i i mean i was a gymnast and i was doing gymnastics at uni and then there was this guy while I was at uni and I was, I was doing pure science and I was thinking of going down the exercise science route, maybe psychology actually, I was, I've always been really interested in psychology. But to be honest, what happened was I found aerobics. Now that sounds really sad now when I look yeah, back at it. Yeah, but it was 94, you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. miss aerobics in 94, I know. could you? I know, but yeah, could have been an exercise scientist but became an aerobics instructor. You know, looking at it like that, it doesn't sound too great. But honestly, it was my path. And I found it and it found me. And it took over my life at uni, along with all the other exercise stuff that I both was doing. Tough, both tough industries, though, right? Like, tough sport, exactly. Sports science back back then, even, even now, there's an element of passion for it. You know, you might end yeah. up at a physio at Chelsea, but yeah, it's you unlikely. Might. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like becoming a footballer, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. All, all this world is like that. And... and you know what, I found this, I did his classes, he was phenomenal. And then at the end of my uh, degree, when I passed my degree, they were actually doing a two week intensive become, an, become a group fitness cert. So you stayed there at uni and you continued and did two weeks and I got it and that was it. And it right. was, I was off. I went yeah. back home and I literally got a job immediately teaching about a thousand classes a week. <laughs> which then continued for years, yeah. which I then just literally, it was me. I loved it. I was meant to be on stage. I was supposed to have mm. a mic. It was, I, I just loved everything about it. And then I just qualified in everything to do with group fitness. Yeah. And obviously I was young, uh, you know, I, 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 my body could take it. I blasted it. I blasted it. And I mean, not good for the old knees, no. which, you know, they are now. But at the time it was my... It was my way of earning, and it was what I, I found myself to be very good at. I, and I enjoyed it. I got yeah. better and loved and loved. Exercise. Um, so so yeah. I'm thinking like exercise to music on a stage. I mean, yeah. um, and then Les Mills class, well. classes and Les Mills came probably a couple of few years later. After yeah, that. I think I qualified, actually qualified in Pilates first. And so right. I, I've been teaching Pilates for 22 years now. So... I qualified in Pilates um, with one of the, Michael King, who was really top guy in the UK at the time. And he actually did one-on-one -on -one with a few of us. It was so young in the whole Pilates world. And since then I've done numerous courses, but that was the key. I love teaching that, but that was the balance out for me at the time with masses of high impact because I was teaching Latin aerobics. I was teaching all full on step classes, you know, and it just became more and more intense. And then Les Mills came. And when Les Mills came and I qualified in five, eventually five Les Mills, and I had my own studio in, in right. a school. Back home, or this is all still back home. All right? back home, all back mm. home in up in Newcastle and around that area and um, created a name for myself. And I actually got picked um, at the time. What you did was you sent your video into Les Mills. Right. And if they chose you out of the UK, basically everyone was sending the videos in. If they chose you, you went down to London and, and got picked to go on, a, you know, to possibly be a presenter. So I actually yep. got picked twice and I, I just missed it by the skin of my teeth four times. Oh, wow. And um, I could have, yeah, been in the Les Mills world. And it, it was my dream at one point. Let's just say I, what Les Mills is because we're talking sorry, about it on, like everybody on. knows. Yeah, and yeah, it's, that's, um, true. that's true. Um, Les Mills is, uh, so I, I got introduced to Les Mills. I mean, I've never instructed it. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah. But Body Pump 
was one of the first that I imagined yes. that it must yes, have been one of the, the first. first. The first and then yeah. it was body attack, body combat. Yeah. And these are group classes to music. Yeah. You subscribe as a trainer. It's a bit of a racket, but nonetheless, it is, yeah, it you, is. <laughs> you, you, they do give you a lot, even though they take a lot from you at the same That's time, right? right? It's, it's a, right. It was a, it's a big a business model. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I mean, in my world, it's disappeared a bit now. It might still be as around as as it, as it ever it's, has been. I don't know, but no, it's not. It's 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 definitely gone gone down a lot because people have found different formats. You know, there's F45. Yeah. There's, there's so many different group fitness formats now, and that's life, isn't it? When somebody sees something that works well and tries to do their own Changes version, it. yeah, get, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, exactly. But I mean, it is a phenomenal situation because what it did was it changed the fitness industry, the group fitness industry, because it made people who maybe wouldn't be able to create their own workouts, people who that wasn't their thing. You know, they weren't. They weren't creative enough, maybe. Choreographs or anything like Yeah, they couldn't choreograph. They couldn't work with the music well. And it brought people like that into a situation where they would copy. And they were copying a video. They were getting it delivered to their home. You know, they were getting the music. They had to learn the choreography, and they kept it for three months. And that worked well, and it also worked extremely negatively because Mm. it made people become like robots. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that, the bit yeah. that that's the bit. I'm not going to say that's the bit that didn't attract me because the, yeah. um, I, I'm just not a, a, a dancer <laughs> Really? <laughs> at all. No, I can't <laughs> dance for shit. Um, but the, 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 also I know what would, it would have, what would have grinded me down with it is the, the, to some degree, the structure that, and feeling like yes. you're part of a machine. I've yes. always disliked any sort of like, clicky kind of stuff That's so i'm right. like i want to be on the outside of that not the inside of it so yeah i, 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 I my ex-girlfriend was a three times a day instructor of spin this body attack that yes. and uh, i think luckily for her she later later got into the the body balance stuff which is obviously much healthier for you did you yeah. get that one as well that's what happened really, obviously with my Pilates background and then Les Mills and then all the other aerobicy stuffy going on. Um, I then got into body balance and loved it. And with a gymnastics background, it, it sort of, it just, it felt right for me. So then body balance was part of my life. God, again, I started on, a, a, not long after they started releasing body balance. So I started really early and qualified really early. And it was just phenomenal because it was the antithesis to all the jumping around that I was doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it brought me into the yoga world because I didn't know anything about the yoga world, nothing. All I knew was I was running studios. I was managing studios in the north of England and the, the yoga teachers were in there teaching this. What I thought at the time was this like weird format of class. Mm. Um, you know, I was young. I didn't know anything about it. And, and I didn't have time to go to any yoga because I was no. too busy doing my own thing. And then I found body balance and that linked me into the yoga world. And then yeah, but body balance was one of the later ones to come, come into Les Mills, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't so late. Body Attack no. was later than that and, and all oh, okay. of the, one, the grit and everything now. But no, I mm. mean, it started not long after I started combat. And I started combat on number 10, so that was really early. Okay. Uh, I think I started on 22. But yeah, yeah, it's... And, it brought and me now you've took, those, you've took those kind of formats and shifted them into your own thing, right? Well, what happened was I, I loved it so much. I started um, actually doing yoga myself when I eventually found some time maybe in my like mid twenties, I started Iyengar yoga as right. a, as a practitioner going to, to a, a amazing older ladies class. 
doing that for my own body's sake. And then later on, I found Ashtanga. And when I found Ashtanga, that was it. Because what it did for me was it brought this, uh, this, this strength that I had in one world and then put me in a, in a world where I went, oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I'm used to jumping up here every day. Mm. And I sat in Ashtanga and thought, wow, my body is, needs this so much. Mm. I'm so tight. I've got so many injuries going on. And yeah. I haven't got the strength that these people have got. Look at them, you know? And yeah, they're just too stronger. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I thought, it's... well, I, I need this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that took me that... down that road. Yeah. And that became the bulk of your coaching? Well, then, then I went to India. We can mix I, it up. I, I went to India. Yeah, wow. I, I stayed for three months in India. Um, this was in 2012 because I knew, I knew that I had to take my body down a different route to teaching and teaching and teaching and jumping and pushing and pushing. Yeah. So I knew that I had to take it down differently. I knew that my career needed to evolve. And Pilates was great. But I needed something else as well that wasn't that I could do until I was 80, you know, yeah. and I found yoga. So I went to India, I thought I need to do it authentically. I need to be right in there. I need to experience the philosophy. I need it to take over my mind and body. And it did. Wow. And that it's never taken me away from fitness. I've managed to mold the two, which again, a lot of people don't do. And I'm not saying mm. that's wrong. It's just worked for me. But three months in India gave me 500 hour yoga cert. Um, which then brought me back with the ability to then teach vinyasa and ashtanga um, yeah. to a higher And you've level. obviously you're obviously bringing your coaching background to because I I know that some people I see that many Instagram profiles with 200 RYT or whatever it is yeah, on their profile. I'm like yeah. I'm like like great, but you're not all yoga instructors because I wasn't yeah. a, I wasn't a personal trainer till I've been doing it for six years i'd say i was shit for the first three oh shit you know like so they might have done their two you know and and i don't want to take anything away from that and i've got friends that have done it for just the experience of doing it just to be just to go to india and do a lot of yoga almost using it as a retreat you know absolutely and a learning lesson in life yeah but you're a much better i think whatever i learn now even if i learn how to in fact in 2000 and nine after that's me having been a coach an instructor personal trainer in fact i just left here for the first time because i had a little hiatus from abu dhabi my first my first contract in abu dhabi was um at the british club and i was doing the most pt i'd ever done and the most pt i've ever done up till this day i was doing eight or nine a day which is unsustainable but nonetheless i was working with people for eight or nine hours a day the first and then i left here and i went and did um a snowboarding instructor's qualification And I, um, I got, I got, you know, I got my certification and I thought, well, that's, I'm a, already a better coach than the other people that's got the certifications because yeah. I'm a coach, Absolutely. whether I become a driving instructor or a snowboarding instructor or a fitness now trainer, I've got, co- I've got teaching people skills, which is really valuable. So you add that as soon as you qualify, well, as soon that's as you got really, really into yoga. Yeah. That's a really, really great point because it, I mean, I've seen that right from the beginning and you can go back to Les Mills when I was managing studios to save money. What they would say to me was take so-and-so off the gym floor, bring him in, coach him, send him on body pump and make him teach body pump classes. Mm. And my point all along was that that can happen for some people and it can't happen for a lot of people. Yeah. If you're a one-on-one person, they did it with me, in fact. 
Well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. And it's really not. Just, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it saves you a lot of money if you can get one person doing everything. Mm. But it never ever works because someone like me, whose path is meant to be doing that kind of thing, and someone whose path is meant to be an amazing PT one-on-one coach, that's where they're meant to be. It, it doesn't mm. necessarily. There's not many people who can do both. No, and, no. Uh, and and that's the same as, as what you just made, that great point about me going on the yoga course. I actually ended up, there was 20, 20 of us on the first 200 hours, and then I ended up staying another two months. But the first 200 hours, which was a month, there was 20 people on it. And I ended up coaching them on the sidelines because they, they, they didn't have a clue. They how were just, yeah, they didn't have a clue mm. how to teach a class. Mm. So suddenly they were learning all of the yoga skills all of the yoga flows, the Sanskrit, and actually how to cue, to teach, to inform people of level one, level two, level three. They couldn't do it, bless them. It was so much. And I think that because I was there and I had those skills, I could help them. But how many courses have somebody who's already to do that already? That's right, that's right, exactly. And I don't think necessarily it works. I've always said that about Zumba. My mom can go and do Zumba and be a Zumba teacher in a weekend. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, I, I remember b- not even, not even, I think one of the first time I stood in front of more than 10 people was, I was, a, I was being a paid instructor and I wasn't, yeah. I was nervous. I wasn't, you know, there was people there that had done more fitness than me that, you know, yeah. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. you know, much, much always, more. Um, people tried to, companies tried to shove me into the route of teaching spin and companies, uh, Virgin mm. tried to shove me down the yes. route of, of teaching these groups. And the, the, the fact is you need to, and I think gyms have realized now that they need to let coaches find out what they're good at. I'd love to have found Absolutely. what I found 10 years earlier. I didn't. I think I, t- I loved personal training, but I've, it was always really flat. There was no atmosphere in a PT session, unless you had a wicked client that was loads of fun. And, yeah. your, and, your, and your best mate who, who, um, yeah. who, who was on the gym floor had another wicked client and you was chatting with each other. <laughs> yeah, and it, you, yeah. you was all, before you knew it, you, you was basically taking a two-on-two session instead. You know, it was great. That happened at the British Club quite a lot. Yeah, but I, I realized here about five or six years ago that I loved... Pete did the, the hands-on element of PT, the, the, the precision coaching of the PT. Yes. So you could, but, and then I realized that 80% of my clients were benefiting from the same words I was saying and the same cue. So I just shifted them all into groups of between five and 12 to up to Brilliant. 15 people. And that works yeah. for me. And I've got a format that works for it now. And I, I love yes. it, but I could yes. never dance in front of them. Not in a million <laughs> years, not in a million years. Well, you unless know. you had a few drinks. But yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> Um, no, so, I think exactly. You, you've, you've found a niche that works right for you. And mm. you've, brought, you've, you've gone somewhere in between being the group fitness and being the PT. And, and small groups are amazing because, like you said, you can be right on board with the technicalities. And I love that. Yeah. I love that small group feeling. But you can still get the buzz on. You can still get you. You obviously clearly yeah. want an I, It's a trade-off, but it's, there's a trade-off yeah. of it. There's, there's you know, you've trade yeah. traded off a little bit of precision for yes. intensity because of the group yes. and i think yes. it's a, a a wicked mashup to have them sort of two together oh it's fantastic and that is really important and, and i've seen that throughout again my years of training tra- training teachers and and you know being in charge of other teachers and helping them come along the way it is really really hard to monitor 
big groups really hard and you have to have so many skills and that comes with years that comes mm. with personality that comes mm. with just your personal path mm. your personal path and this is where i mean going a little bit deeper in philosophy this is where i think people are not quite sure they're not really following the gut they're not really going with am i meant to do this is you know I'm I'm like 100%. the world's worst artist. Like I am shocking. I have got no creative ability to sit and draw or to do anything like that. I would never try and do that in my life just because I went to an artist class and enjoyed it. I would never think mm. I can be the teacher. But no. this is what's happening now, especially with people. And this is not many meant in any offensive way. If you've got a bit of cash behind you, you think you can do anything. So people will come to yoga class and if they've got a bit of cash behind them and they've got the time and they go, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And my question would be, is it in your heart? And are you going to be able to have the, these skills? Because there's a lot of skills involved and some of them you can learn and some of them are innate. Yeah. And is it innate? Yeah. My, my, uh, yeah. My innate, my innate thing is that yeah. I, I'm pretty, what's the word? I'm a little bit, OCD about a training session like that's yeah. my that's the thing I yeah. can't let go of right. not, look around this apartment now it's a shit tip but if you look <laughs> in a training session of mine people yeah. know that I like things in a right. row or a circuit or yes. a whatever so yes. I can see eight people if there's 16 people doing doing training at once I can see the eight people that are working quite quickly and quite easily there you go. and that's my thing that that, that I sort of does come quite naturally to me the, the communication great. comes quite well. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not, um, I don't, you know, wave pom-poms about by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> if you ask my clients that might listen to this, but I, I but my communication's on point. Um, and it took me ages to realize these things. It took me ages. I, I once trained a woman on a Monday morning and I was so emotionally inept as a bloke, as a, as all that, just a tip. I didn't even know. I would be anxious on a Sunday night. Yes. I would be pissed off all day Monday right. and Tuesday right. because I'd had this one client for right. one hour that made me 15 quid on a Monday morning. Exactly. And, and it, took me, it took me until she did one, left me, <laughs> to, realize, to realize that that's how useless I was at realizing yeah. what I was good at, what I wanted to do. Yes. What, I didn't know exactly. that didn't have that pattern recognition that no, you, know, you exactly. get when you're a bit older. I, that was been about 26 yeah. and 27, but, um, you know, and, and yeah. people should realize that. And if you're anxious before you're teaching a, a spin class, cause you work at a studio that offers spin and it's not mm, your passion, not your thing. Yeah. you know, sack it off, tell your manager, maybe even, I don't yeah. know, but whatever, but it, it, I'm get sure it out, it's different now. I'm sure it, I'm, I'm hoping it's different because I haven't been, you know, in that, that actual gym world for a long time because I've been self-employed. Mm. Um, um, I, I was in fact planning on going right back into that world and really looking forward to it in, in, in my older capacity, but that's all being put on halt at the minute right. um, with the, with the whole thing. But um, yeah, the, that whole, um, that whole feeling of it not being right is something that you learn as you get older. It's something that comes to the forefront. It's something that you feel actually that you feel strong enough to step up and say, because when you're younger, sometimes you haven't got the, the ability to go, this is, this is really not for me either. Yeah. And, and it's a job. Aware. And it's a, it's job, a job. You know, you're probably from it's a similar a background from me. Like my dad couldn't have gone to his manager and said, you know, oh, I don't like doing MOTs. Exactly. You know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, you know, like, 
that that's you not can. a thing. It's just you a shit bit of the job that you have to go and do. That's right. Um, so you don't really. But when you're but, working but with people, when you're frontline with people that are paying you directly them. money, yeah. you're you, I, them. yeah. Me and mates have traded off clients quite often because yeah. I've had a gregarious client that's not been for me, or yeah. you know, a mate's had a client that's been not 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 there. You know, they've not clicked with. They've shifted the yes. client to the, another trainer, and and it and it and it's paid off. But you've got to have the confidence, and you've got to have. It's got to be the way of be, saying it. Way of saying it. It's got to be give and take. You can't just palm all your clients off when it. You know, when it's a. It, a you know, it's you a can't. tight market or it was back home when I was younger. You can't. And you've got to find ways. I mean, again, luckily from, from being such a young age and having to work with massive groups, which mainly have been women, of course. I mean, mm. I've had some great guys in my classes and I've had some, you know, but mainly, mainly women and mainly, mainly mothers. And that has been my group. And the, the ability to connect with all those different personalities at once mm. has been something that I've, I've learned and it's become my life and I've loved actually, I've absolutely loved. And people will always give me feedback and say, you get on with everyone. And and that might not be in my private life, you know, because my private yeah. life is completely different, completely yeah. different. Yeah. I'm not being false in any way. I do get on with everyone and I do see the good and also see how I can bring them out. And that is key to for fitness. It's key for their health. And now, now with nutrition as well, it's, it's key to really assist them and, and also to bring people in. I think my niche has been bringing people in who would never come either into the fitness world, never come into the yoga world, never come into the Pilates world because they think that they would be scared, they would yeah. feel small, they would be looked upon as not good enough. Yeah. Bringing them in and making them feel so comfortable. Mm. That Body Project members will, will listen to this so and hopefully... Important. Hopefully they'll they'll be like yeah that's me. I, I mean I train people. I can that see that in you. I can see that. Train in you. A, wouldn't train in a gym, you know. I don't. There you go. Um, yeah. They, they wouldn't, you know, step foot in a gym. In fact, down the line for myself, if I was to open a studio, I'd fight as much as I can for it to never look like a gym. Maybe not even that's be right. called a gym. Do you Absolutely. go to a gym? No, I go to I go to Tim's place. You know, like Absolutely. I don't. I would never want it to look like a these places that I've stepped into and, and I probably have felt uncomfortable in. I mean, I've got yeah. a yeah. mate or two in the industry who work in swanky wanky gyms that are around mm -hmm. and about, and they do amazing things for people, but they take people from being, uh, you know, in, in my sort of shape mm -hmm. to putting them on a fitness stage in a pair of pants. Absolutely. And I'm like, well, if you want to, if that's, if that's your version of helping people, then fair enough, I'd argue it, but um, I don't think that's what some people people. want. That's is, what yeah. some people want, and that is a niche group, you know, the whole bodybuilding group, the whole fitness modeling group, mm. and even just actually, I think now what, what you're right there, what it's become, these, I love your words, swanky wanky gyms, and these swanky wanky people in the swanky wanky gyms, who are literally, a, it's like a set group, mm. and it's great, and it does suit people, and it's right for them, but I think that most places have gone down that route, and when you're putting that out as a mass, then you're actually negating all these, what I think are, are the other side of the coin who really don't want that at all. I mean, Les Mills were great with that. 50% yeah. of women going in a studio are put off from a mirror. 50%. Yeah. Yeah. So when I opened a, a studio in a school hall, which is what we did, mm. curtains, blocking yeah. all yeah. any mirrors, nobody saw, nobody needs to see themselves. Yeah. You don't need to do that. 
it's great for technique in a certain way and if the, if the people are right but not that, dancing but not, <laughs> not, not definitely not dancing for me you know i don't want to see you know it and, it and 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 i mean that is a joke but also serious like yeah, yeah. you don't need to and you, you know no no one has ever actually meant that they don't think oh i look in the mirror for my technique you don't because as soon as you look in the mirror for your technique you've changed your technique by twisting Absolutely. your head and your technique's Absolutely. gone to shit so Absolutely. yeah and guys if uh, this might attract and i might tell a lot of people a lot of trainers to listen to this um, if you were a younger trainer um two things one i i when the body when that industry bodybuilding became a big thing for in the fitness industry and meal prepping and stage getting ready yeah, for getting yeah, on a stage yeah. about six yeah. years ago i mean it's done its swings and it's you know it's done it its has, yeah. rounds yeah. but when it was about probably a bit longer eight years ago i felt like i wasn't a, a good enough trainer because that wasn't my thing i thought all my all my peers are doing this thing you're still you're still a coach guys if you're listening you you're go. still a coach and you've got just as much to offer anyone as someone who's stood in pants on a, in front of a few people to be judged on whether their hips are the same width as their shoulders whether this that and the other and another tip i'd give the and if there's younger trainers listening to this is i'll keep a secret there's more money in training fat people <laughs> no that that again there's more money in tr that there is general population want you know general population. There, you know and 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 also yeah and and that is definitely my my niche group and that's who i love to work with and they're the people that i see um i get the results and get the results in normality and that's something that i wanted to mention today that even me and the way that i am as a fitness professional i'm pretty normal Yes, I do have my ways of eating that have evolved over the years that work for my body. Yes, I do have the ways of training that have evolved over the years. I'll tell you one thing. When I came back from India, obviously everyone in India was only doing yoga. So there was these yogis who I loved bits, are phenomenal people, but only do yoga. So they get up at six o'clock every single morning. They do an hour and a half of yoga. So when I came back, I was living in Madrid and I was in a small flat and I got up every morning at six o'clock and I did my yoga. Three months down the line, I sat, I remember sitting at the kitchen table going, I just, I am so missing my fitness. I'm so missing right. lifting weights. I'm so missing going to a class. I'm so missing being part of people. I don't want to be only, whether it's in a class or not, I don't want to only do yoga. My body had changed. I was stronger in a lot of ways, but I was weaker in a lot of ways. I didn't want to look like that. I didn't want to feel like that. It wasn't for me. So, um, you know, bringing in that, I, I became normal again in the fact that I expanded my horizons and went back to a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that. You know, these fads that are completely mm. just, you must only do one thing. You mm. must only lift weights or you must only do hit or you must only do yoga. Mm. Yes, if, the, if that works for you, yes. Yeah. But for what I, going back to the masses, most of the population, it doesn't, most of the population don't want to do the same thing all the time. They no. want to come and have, like my stuff online, they want to come and have a different hit class where the routines changed, where, you know, the exercises have changed, where the formats changed. They want to mm. do a different vinyasa yoga flow because they don't want to do the same thing all the time. Of course. They yeah. want variation. Yeah. They want variation because they, that's what they, stops them getting bored and stuck in a rut. And ver the more you vary it, the more it becomes like playing, like play, like play, yeah. you know, Absolutely. if, if I, yeah, if you got, it's if I, be. if I put a new piece of equipment out in a class 
it's yeah. like I remember when I'd go into a PE class as a kid and they'd put out the blue mats because we, we didn't know what we were doing on there. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the ropes were out. You got excited because yeah, yeah. it was a new thing to play yeah. on. You wanted to try. Or the yeah. majority want to try. You know, a lot, there might be a, a, some people that want yeah. to stay in the lane, but I think the majority yeah. want to try different stuff and see that, you know, not everything's for everybody. So if you've got a class like mine, which is very varied, there'll be a strength thing in there and the strong guys can feel, guys and girls can feel good about themselves. And mm. um, then if there's a bit of, if there's, you know, a, a machine in there, a cardio machine, the, the cardio freaks can can think that, you yeah. know, that's their yeah. element, to, time to shine. And then, you know, if nothing else, I've got clients that, that are, you know, not that you would measure people, but all the way through the class, they might have struggled, but we do a stretch at the end and they're the most flexible person. Absolutely. And I'll be like, oh, do it, do it like such and such over there because, you, you know, he or she might have been struggling for the whole of the last hour, but now look at her, she's in, she's, really flexible and, and so, pointing that out is exactly what i would do as well you know mm. bringing out people's strengths all the time and uh, that goes back to the one-on-one -on -one training thing and this beasting mode and this necessity to uh, you know make mm. people feel small to big them up that would never that never ever would have worked with me as a person no. so no. why is that it will work for some people it really will mm. work for some people but it's not going to work for the masses it really isn't they want to feel great no. They want to feel like they achieved something. I mean, I use headstand in yoga as I love teaching headstand and I've got a couple of videos out there on it, but I love teaching headstand and not just because it's a headstand it makes people feel young. It's play, but when they get it, not only do they get the strength benefits, wow, they're buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buzzing. exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm feel... going, look at you. And I, I, honestly, I, I, I feel it in my whole body. And this is what I felt for my whole career. I, when they get it, when they, when you can see their face, when you can see their fitness change, their strength change, their flexibility change, I'm like, look at you, yeah. you're amazing. Mm. And they leave feeling amazing. And it's not false in any way. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when you've trained a hundred people a hundred times, you can start to see that, all right, 10 people get off on this part of their training yes. and 10 people get off on that. And you can set, and you can then put your hour together to make sure that you've spoke to every one of those hundred people or, yes. or however many at least five times in an hour. If I, I should have said something that resonates Absolutely. with everyone in the class five times, Absolutely. they've not had that one-on-one -on -one constant, but yeah. they've had, they've had contact with yeah. me. Even if it's, it's me enough. shouting into a, a class of 20 people, I know who I'm speaking to and Definitely. I make sure I speak to everyone at least five times. You know, I try it's to let you know who you can take the piss out of. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. great because you, you can and you can wind them up and you can play and you can, mm. and then you know the ones who are a little bit more sensitive and really need your help. And it, mm. it, it's, it's, it's being a people person. You have to be a people person. You've got to love it. Yeah. What was your uh, first reason for coming to Abu or what was your first work in Abu Dhabi? What's your first reason for Abu coming to Abu Dhabi work? Oh. Yeah, yeah, we came, Rob and uh, my husband got a, a yeah, job good. here. We were in Madrid. We'd been yeah. in the south of Spain, where we lived for two years. And actually, in, what happened in the south of Spain was as, literally as soon as I got there and I started working in the gym, <laughs> imagine not knowing any Spanish. So I learned basically how to speak to teach. So right. I learned how to say, lift your arms, move that way, move that way. You know, I learned the muscles. I learned everything in Spanish and I couldn't speak. I couldn't have a conversation with anyone about life. But I could teach. I could teach body combat. So um, yeah, I did that. But then actually, I met a guy who had his own um, training systems, and he wanted someone to create a version of body combat. 
So over the two years, which was my dream to, I actually created the choreography, the, um, I, I, I did all the DJing of the music, put all the music together, mixed oh, wow. it, created it, did everything and created a whole program called Fight Team. And Fight Team was your version of body combat and went out around the whole of Spain and I was the, the head choreographer and trained the trainers. Oh, wow. And that, I mean, that was an amazing part of my life because I'd always wanted to do my own choreography mm. and do my own mixing of music and choose my own songs, you know? Yeah, that's uh, And find the great songs that uplifted people and work with putting choreography together. So I did that. And then um, the economy massively dropped in the south of Spain and we just couldn't afford to be there. So we moved yeah. to Madrid and then I went to India. And then, again, dropped even further and we were like, we've got to get out of here for the sake of making and any what- money ever. What, did you just go self-employed? When was that? You moved here and you've yes, been self-employed here? here as, yeah, as moved you... here and self-employed right from the beginning. I actually lived Brilliant. up in Al Reef and yeah. I immediately set up classes in the parks. Yeah. And it was set up seven years ago now. So I was right in the beginning of doing my own stuff here and it was all allowed. It was yeah. all, I went straight to the to Manazel who run Al Reef and said, can I do this? Yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, did it all and then... I, you know, to take a very long story short, literally after about a year when I had 60 people in the park here in our reef. Really? Yeah. I had a mic set up. It was Amazing. phenomenal. The atmosphere was brilliant. It was great. Yeah. And I was doing PT in as well in people's houses. And then literally they, they worked out that they didn't want me to do that anymore. And they did everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything to stop me. Everything they did. And I tried to, you know, it wasn't that I wanted to do any, I wanted to become a professional legally. So I did everything to do that. I went underneath someone. I paid a lot of money. I wasn't trying to do it on the sly. I never tried to do that, but they still Mm. tried to stop everything that I did. Yeah. It's silly. Um, I mean, to, yeah. to, 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 to say you want community and then to crush a community oh. is, is terrible. But um, yeah, there's they red do, tape around do. stuff. In, there's a uh, lot of red tape. And, 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 you know, we're not going to go into that, but you've just brought up the word community, which I've just done a post on Instagram about. And, mm. you know, it, 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 was a com- it was and still is in a certain way a community, but there was a real high life of community here at one point, And it was centered around people feeling amazing. They were bringing yeah. the kids. I never charged for kids. They were bringing the kids, the kids were doing the, you know, the hit classes, mm. the kids were doing, it was just fab and they, they, they tried to stop it. And then other companies came in, which tried to make me pay. And I did for a long time, but then I also worked, um, I also worked in studios. So I worked at the hot house okay. in Alzheimer teaching. Yeah. Um, so I worked there professionally for years and I worked at Yoga One for a little bit too. And so, yeah, a bit, a bit of both and PT in as well. Okay. But they never made it. It was never made easy. No, no. And um, so lockdown hit, and what did you do? So look, I mean, lockdown really, I think, for trainers like us is, is it's as not. I mean, it's bad, but it's as bad <laughs> for any industry as it is for any industry, of obviously. It is. Of it is, but yeah. I think for two, two people who like bringing communities together, making a making a buzz in a room out of you know jumping around, essentially, um, yeah. I much prefer that than uh, as we yes. spoke before I started recording, doing a, a you know a Joe Wixie style PE class in a in a living room in front of a computer. There's a reason we don't work in front of computers, There's and a I, and you know and it still stands. But we've we're forced. I mean, a hand forced at the minute. Our hands are forced. Yeah. Um, and we're making the best out of it because we are people who do that and we will. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I do think that goes back to as well to experience though, because I, I, I have thought this myself, it must be really hard for the people who've just joined the fitness business and mm. don't have these skills and can't just chat on to a camera like I can and imagine that people are there chatting back, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it must be really hard for them, really hard. Uh, yeah. Personal training's different, you know, one-on-one -on -one Zoom, different, that that's, might be a lot easier, but actually creating classes to put out there and pretending that you're, you, you know, you're together. It's, yeah. It, it, again, it's an experienced skill. People come back. People come back to real life classes because of yeah. people they meet, because yeah. of the trainer there in person. Yeah. You know, it's gonna the chat after class. Everything. The, the social, I mean, the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that there's. Yeah, there's not. It would totally change. I think the fitness industry would evolve around if this was permanent. You know, it isn't. But uh, if it was, I think the fitness industry would evolve to to accommodate it. But don't. I'd feel sorry for anyone in the future because um, it, they would never experience a. Oh, you know, I'm trying to think of a class. There's a there's a guy in my and I've tapped him up because he's about sixty seven now. He and he had a boxing gym that I went to when I was about. 13 14 years old and he it was literally he got bought out by a tesco because a tesco replaced oh, it but he had a community i mean between four and six he'd take kids basically yeah. he'd come to him for yeah. mainly lads but but it'd be boxing and then between six till seven and then seven till eight i think he just called it fizz and i remember the first time i turned up earlier before any classes had started and he moved the saxophone on a microphone, a saxophone on a stand out of the way because he played the saxophone. Wow. And he said, um, he said, oh, and it, it, everyone paid, I think the kids paid 50p for the first two hours and then the <laughs> adults paid two quid or whatever. And he, and the speakers wobbled and he created yeah. a, buzz, a buzz in a room uh, around. And he, honestly, it wasn't choreographed. You could do what you want. There was lads training for the army who come in with their backpacks on. There was, um, he had his, he had his fangirls who do it with uh, pink and blue dumbbells dancing around. <laughs> it was 12 songs back to back in the winter. It was freezing in the summer. It was yeah. boiling and he just had a, a real, real good community. And if to think that those, you know, that's what I try and get in, in a class, yes, in a good class, definitely. you know, I, I, I get close to it, but in it, to think that though, if you think you're in a online class, a class by being in front of a computer, you've never experienced that. Do you know what I mean? You've never experienced it. You know, it, it'll never be that. Bit, it'll never be that. I just wrote in my community post. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all into natural living and re, I go really deep into it sometimes in my own research. But cellular level, right? So mm. cells talk. Cells talk to each other. Each mm. other. Seriously, mm. cells talk to each other. Cells need to connect to cells. We are speaking to each other all the time. We're not now because my cell cannot connect with your cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's swapping it's swapping information. And this is not any kind of theory out there. This is proven. We swap information, all sorts of information, all the time. So that on a cellular, very very deep level, if we keep this away, if this continues, and we try and separate people. Forever and ever, amen. There is some serious damage going on. Issues, here. yeah. Some yeah, serious issues. Yeah. And like you said, the people who, if they're going to start their career by doing something online now and then becoming a fitness professional online and they've never done anything with any connection with anyone, wow. Mm. Yeah. What, how is that going to, how is it going to work? I know we have to evolve. I'm not, you know, saying we can ever evolve, but I don't believe that it can really truly work. And I think, like you just explained, they're missing out on this 
absolute phenomenal community. Yeah, yeah. You, and you can if prove- you. If, if uh, the, the, I'll, I'll tell this last story and then I'll give us a chance to wrap up because I'm uh, we can chat. We could go on probably. forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, People are like, really. <laughs> there's in in Virgin Ac- Active Nottingham is an old train station and it's a huge gym floor and then a path down the middle and then about three or four studios on the left side and those studios on a whatever you know in a morning on a Friday, if I'd I'd, I'd sometimes like stand outside it and sell myself PT or whatever because it was pushy environment, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd stand outside and a spin class would walk out, or you stand outside and a body attack class would walk out, yeah. and they'd been part of something in there, Yes. and you hadn't, yes. you wasn't them anymore. It's like a you, drug, you, like a yeah, drug. There was, I, I mean, I remember, like, there was, like, looking at you, like, you've, you've not been in there with us, you, you're not one of us, like, yeah. which is fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's funny, but it's Stop fine. Like, they'd yeah. experienced something in there together yeah. because the instructor was good. The music yeah. was pumping. Oh. Um, and they, they're all drenched. The endorphins, and I'm saying, the endorphins, honestly. Yeah. And I'm it's saying, like, are have a free PT session with me. Yeah, they? and they're like, yeah, session. what they've we can go and do that. in there. Yeah, exactly, you know. And um, that's it. So, and, that, and that suits, it doesn't suit everyone. It, you know, we, like everything in life, like nutrition, like everything, it doesn't suit everyone. And you've got to find, but it does suit the masses and it particularly mm. suits women and it particularly suits mothers and most women I know most women you know there, there are the people who, who are not wanting to be involved in groups at all but most women want a group they want the chatter they want to work hard they want to do a fitness session this isn't mm. I don't do easy sessions you know but I do provide options for everyone to be able to come together create a community within a class so level one person is doing level one, level three person is doing a full on flying up in the air jumps and nobody feels intimidated by that. That's a community. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a community and you're yeah. creating exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, if we're going to, we're going to miss out on this. I'm, I, obviously we're, we're all hoping that everything gets back to normal. Um, yeah, some sort of normal. It's going to be a while. Be <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a while. It really is yeah. going to be a while, and we have to adapt, don't we? we have to and how how are you offering? How are you offering up your uh, services? Let's come on. Yeah, yourself. again, I've seen, I'm... <laughs> uh, I've seen from a business point of view, and seen as instructors might listen to this. Like you're one of the first trainers I know to do Patreon. That's a great shout. Oh, thanks. And do you know why I did it? Someone, obviously, one of my friends mentioned it. I had li- a little bit heard about it on some videos I'd watched. And someone mentioned it. And the reason why I did it was because it worked for my morals and my ethos. I realize how crap this situation is for everyone. I've lost full wage, you know, yeah. and there's people who've lost much more than me and are dealing with really stressful situations. I don't want to put only content out there that people have to pay for. It's not right, mm. and I'm not gonna no, do it. No, me too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but also, I do have to try and earn some money, because I'm in the yeah. same situation as everyone else. Patreon, I call my tip jar. That's you know, shout, if, yeah. you wanna t- if you wanna tip me, go on there, sign up, like they used to, like they used to pay for, patrons used to pay for work to be done. They tip in, so I go to my tip jar, you've got options that are, from $5 a month through mm. to $50 a month, you know, and you don't, it's not just for nothing. You know, if you pay $10 a month or $20 a month and you sign up, you get extra videos that I record mm. personally for your team. So I've got a super fit team, a Spartan team, a, you know, yeah, an athlete yeah, yeah. team. Yeah. You get, you get extras from me because I am so grateful for that. I really yeah. am. 
But also, you can just go on there and put $5 to say, thanks, Nat, I'm going to take you free social media content. Thank, thank you to anyone. Yeah. And you yeah. don't have to pay anything. So Patreon, I think, is lovely because it, it works like that. And it's, mm. it's usually for artists and music is, people. Yeah. And, and, but why not? You know, we are choreographing. We are creating. Mm, yeah. and, and and why not and it's, and, and it's just a choice it's a choice you don't have to you know your hand's not forced and you and the best place for people to to, yeah, to so go I'm, and check you out um patreon.com natalie hilden but before that to go and see what i'm doing i'm on instagram natalie hilden i'm on facebook facebook natalie hilden fitness and health and i'm on youtube natalie hilden so dead easy to find me nice one i'll yeah. um i'll i'll tag you in when i share this thank anyway you. so thank you Stay online. I'll say goodbye in a second, guys. Uh, that's been me, uh, Coffee with Coaches, and see you later, Natalie. See ya. Thank see you. See you, guys.